Hello, football fans, and welcome to the official European League of Football podcast from week 14. As always, with myself, Jennifer Bex, and ELF reporter Tim, Tim Hans-Willemenke. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> and <laughs> after so many times, yeah. <laughs> now First last regular season game, and yeah. I'm finally getting it wrong. <laughs> But you're not my only guest. Also, I have Mr. Triple Crown, Kyle Sweet, wide receiver from the Barcelona Dragons, coming to the podcast. He is the first player who achieved the most receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns in the ELF in one regular season. Tim, how are you? And what do you say about Kyle Sweet's performance? It's been a hell of a year. Right, I am absolutely great. What about you, Jenny? <laughs> I'm also, I'm, I'm also really, I'm, I'm fantastic. Um, super awesome. excited for the playoffs, and uh, as said a few times before, said that the regular season is actually over. Yeah, true. But uh, um, Kyle, Kyle Sweet, um, he is a great player. I mean, um, getting the most receiving yards, receptions, and also receiving touchdowns is a great asset. And just shows what a what a weapon he is for the Barcelona Dragons, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we will see him in the in the playoffs on Sunday against the Vienna Vikings. Um, exactly. So it's going to be it an interesting be one. Yeah, it will be a show <laughs> for sure. Oh, yes. But not only Kyle Sweet had a good summer in Europe. 12 of our players, they got invited to the NFL International Combine. Congratulations to each of you. I can say that I'm wishing you nothing but the very best. And I hope that all of the players, that, that you guys are able to fulfill your dreams, that you are having the time of your lives. And last year, we saw how far some of you guys can go. Marcel Dabo, now Indianapolis Colts, and Dario Odelay, and now Houston Texans. So to all of you, just go for it and have fun. Yes, Tim, definitely. What a definitely. great achievement! Yes, yes. I mean, we have 12 players out of 44 that who were in, invited to the NFL International Combine in London. I guess it's the third and fourth October. Exactly, um, it is. It will take place in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So it will be a show once again, and maybe we we, we will see uh, another player or two or three or four in the. NFL in 2023. So let's hope, though. Yeah, Let, let's cross yeah. our fingers. On the other yeah. hand, it's going to be painful and heartaching and heartbreaking for us to not see them in the European League of Football anymore. Yes, definitely. But, well, come on, we're talking about the NFL. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> hopefully they will they will all, all make it. All, all and maybe players. then in a couple of years from now, after the huge NFL career, they can come back to the European League of Football, like Kazim Bali, for example. And maybe maybe be a be, be a coach, for example. That's, oh, that's yes, of course. So, Another maybe. option, yes? Yes. But Tim, let's come back to our league. The, the regular yeah. season is over. Week 14 is in the books and the ending of the second year couldn't have been more exciting. We had four teams fighting to make the playoffs in this mm -hmm. very last weekend. The last spot was wanted by the Raiders Tirol, the Frankfurt Galaxy, our champion from year one, Berlin Thunder and Rheinfire and Tim, who made it? It's the Raiders Tirol getting Yay! the fourth and final seat in the playoffs and now playing against the Hamburg Sea Devils on Saturday at 2.45 p.m. Driven Congratulations so. to Austria. Yeah. I mean, both of our Austrian franchises, it's been their first year in the ELF and both of them made it straight to the playoffs. However, we do, we, we did know that they were pretty good teams, solid teams. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, looking at the game, we can just dive right into the game. I mean, Raiders exactly. played against the Berlin Thunder. Uh, the Raiders had to win to be in the playoffs. The Berlin Thunder also had to win to be in the playoffs. Exactly. Also, But the Raiders uh, were the only team that had it in their own right. hands. So right. with the win, they would have secured the spot. And well, as, as we now know, they did it. They won with 37 to 10 against the Thunder. Mm -hmm. But Berlin started into this game with a great touchdown catch by wide receiver Wilsek. But then, right. well, the quarterback Germanario and Wilsek, 
they both both suffered from an injury injury right and they couldn't yeah. finish the game well and then without them berlin had yeah, no then chance it was over for the yeah. for the berlin Thunder. i mean without your starting quarterback in in the european League of football typically an, an american quarterback it is difficult to win a game with your backup german backup quarterback but then also losing your top wide receiver yeah. uh it's just uh, too much for the berlin thunder offense uh, playing against the raiders troll great great team now in the playoffs now, now, really, a, now, a, now, a, now, a playoff team. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was just too much for the Bone Thunder without without those two guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we both agree that the Raiders clearly deserve this win. Can you give mm -hmm. us some stats from the Raiders' offense and defense here? Yeah, I mean, what was interesting, uh, the net rushing yards, for example. I mean, the Raiders show had 283 net rushing yards uh, com compared to only 82 from the Berlin Thunder. So yeah. they had almost 200 yards more than the Berlin Thunder just on the ground. Um, that stems from a great performance from running back Okpolobi once again. He had 11 carries, only 11 carries for 138 yards and one touchdown. So 12.5 uh, yards per carry. <laughs> so that's extremely, extremely good for, uh, for a running back. And um, Sean Shelton had a great game, but not not his best game. But the Berlin Thunder defense also focused on on him, on really stopping maybe the best quarterback in the European League of Football. Yeah. Uh, but Shelton still managed to get 13 out of, out of 21 passes, 197 passing yards, three touchdowns, but also threw, uh, threw two interceptions and was sacked twice. So yeah. um, the Berlin Thunder did a great job stopping him stopping him <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah they, they they just suffered from a great running game from the from the exactly. Raiders offense they didn't get the Raiders run game under control yes. um so yeah what what can you tell us about the Thunder overall defense and offense I mean Some Thunder we there. already talked about Germany and Wilsick being out of the game at, yeah. at one point um and um Germany only managed to get 95 passing yards out of 17 attempts um, but as I said, he was injured, uh, but he also got one touchdown pass uh, deep to Robin. Robin Wilsick was the first play of the first drive in yeah. the game. And they <laughs> went right to Robin Wilsick. I think it was a 60. No, it was not, not a 60. It was a 57-yard uh, uh, touchdown to Robin Wilsick. So just right right, right off the bat, uh, getting, getting the first score. But that was their best play offensively against the Raiders <laughs> for the entire game. Um, because Robin Wilson also uh, was out uh, later on with a with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, I mean Crawford had a great game, but also silent game uh, in the second half because the Raiders' defense then just focused on Joe Crawford because he was the only play playmaker left for the Thunder offense. Yeah. Um, but he also managed to get 45 yards on 18 carries, but no touchdown, so just 2.5 yards per carry. Um, but still a great great per performance for the Berlin Thunder, and they can build on this on this season really for the 2020 uh, 2023 season right exactly i mean they had a exactly. great season so um nothing to nothing nothing to worry about really exactly no they they had such a tough year in year one and then now this year they made so many great changes and it looked so good and uh i think they can just look forward to a great summer of 2023 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah definitely and when we talk about the defense you you already asked me about the defense so yeah. so i'll i just go and uh, talk about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the Thunder defense had a great game. If we talk about the defense player of the year, maybe uh, look at Kyle Kitchens. He had a great <laughs> performance once again. I mean, four total tackles, two sacks, three and a half tackles for loss, and one interception also, getting, <laughs> getting a pick against Sean Shelton and, and the Raiders. That's that's huge. Um, Swedish linebacker Muren also had a great game. I mean, th 13 total tackles, leading the Berlin Thunder on defense. Um, so 
the Thunder had a great de- uh, game defensively, but their offense just couldn't couldn't hang with the with the Raiders in this game. Yeah. And the Raiders also had a great game defensively. Uh, once again, uh, defensive end Gustav had a great game. He he uh, he actually played in in the CFL. And then came to the European League of Football. He had six total tackles, one sack, and two and a half tackles for loss, and one pass breakup. So he did a great game too. And uh, yeah, we will have to see how how the Raiders will do against the Hamburg Sea Devils. Yeah, this that week. is going to be the very final. interesting and very exciting to see. But we talk about the playoffs later. Mm-hmm. Shall we move to another game from Week 14? Yes, let's let's move to the Stuttgart Surge and the Frankfurt exactly. Galaxy. Frankfurt Galaxy facing the Stuttgart Surge, and well, this game was won by the Galaxy with thirteen to thirty-seven. But as we know, a Galaxy win wasn't enough to reach the playoffs. That means we mm-hmm. saw both franchises for the last time in two thousand and twenty-two, and surprisingly, the Surge they didn't look too bad in the first half, did they? Right. I mean, the first half it was uh, thirteen to uh, to uh, to seventeen for the Frankfurt Galaxy. So yeah. only. So only a four-point deficit. Um, so the uh, surge defense and offense really hang with the Frankfurt Galaxy, but it was just not enough for the exactly. for the second half. Um, getting head to head with the with the reigning champion of the European League of Football. Exactly um, the second half, the Galaxy. Right. Let's say they just did their things. I mean, quarterback yes. Sullivan focused as usual with thirty-two completed passes out of thirty-six attempts, three hundred ninety-one yards, three touchdowns, no interception. He got sacked three times, and then wide receiver Reese Horn with another two touchdowns. And seven catches for 58 yards. Mm-hmm. Tim, what other Galaxy takeaways can you share with us? What I think was interesting, if you look at the net rushing yards, the Stuttgart Surge actually had more rushing yards than the Frankfurt Galaxy. I mean, the yeah. Stuttgart Surge had 120 overall rushing yards, and the Frankfurt Galaxy only had 88. So um, that was great from the Stuttgart Surge. Maybe something to also build on next season. Um, maybe re-signing a running back combo and Pascalini for uh, for a strong running back duo. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but um, that was great from the Suka surge. And uh, you already talked about the Frankfurt Galaxy. I mean, quarterback Jacob Sullivan just had an amazing game once again. Uh, 32 out of out of 36, so he only missed four passes <laughs> out of 36 <laughs> passes. That's crazy. Then he had 91 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, but he also was sacked th- three times. So yeah. he was set under pressure heavily by the Stuka surge defense, but still managed to have a great game. So um, heads heads off to the Frankfurt Galaxy offense and also wide receiver Reese Horn. You also mentioned him. Um, and going to the to the defensive side, the Frankfurt Galaxy just shut down the uh, the uh, the uh, the offense um, from the offense um, in the in the second half. I mean, having um, pr- produced uh, three total sacks, five tackles for loss, two interceptions, two pass breakups, and also one blocked field goal. Um, yeah, it was just not not enough for the Stuka Surge yeah. in this game. Yeah. How strong will the Galaxy be in 2023 with the return of really good players such as Gautier or Poznanski, for example, because the mm-hmm. Galaxy really suffered from serious season-ending injuries this year? Right, right. I mean, it really depends on what what players come back. True. I mean, uh, it can all be that maybe Jacob Sullivan signs with another team. You don't really know. Uh, maybe yeah. Sebastian also signs with... I don't know the Barcelona Dragons. Maybe I. I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> True, we will have we to know. see what 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 players will come back. But if they can keep Jacob Sullivan, which which will which will be huge for the Frankfurt Galaxy in 2023, um, they will be a good good team. I mean, it all starts with the with the quarterback on the on the offensive side and with a really good playmaker on the defensive side. If they yeah. can keep, uh, for example, Jacob Sullivan, that's a huge win for the Frankfurt Galaxy yeah. going forward. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Let, let let's see what's what's going to happen there. Next game, Tim? 
Next game, let's do that it. One, this one took place in Barcelona on Saturday, Dragons versus Sea Devils. And I can tell you that the Sea Devils brought some game-changing thunderstorms to the... Uh, they, <laughs> well, they must have brought them from northern Germany because Spain was flooded. <laughs> I right, was there were, and the weather... In, you were in, in Spain, right? You <laughs> watched the game yeah, live, right? I was there was and we How were all it? like... like <laughs> We were all been washed away. <laughs> let's take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. I mean, the stadium awesome. is super. The fans are awesome. The The atmosphere they create is insane. The rain, as we all could see, was pretty wild. Yes, <laughs> we that was two, wild seeing it, that. It was so wild. Zone. And, and yes. well, we had two greens, the two, two great teams facing each other. Mm -hmm. And I would say we saw almost everything a football fan could have asked for. I mean, the first half was led by the Sea Devils, who went into halftime with a comfortable 21 to 7 lead but then the dra the dragons they came back strong in the rain and they tied up the game mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. in the end it was won by hamburg with the last second field goal with a final score of uh, 24 to 21 and i mean tim two weeks ago the rhinefire gave me hard times with their last second field goal at the end yeah. at the game against the <laughs> galaxy and now it happened again with the sea devils versus dragons seriously i think i'm getting too old for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcome to the welcome to the youth league of football right <laughs> but it was great like i said the atmosphere the fans just everything it it was uh it was a great uh season ending regular season game that's awesome. that's what I can say. So let's let's dive into the stats. I I would say yes, yes. I mean the most important stats if you look at this game was the Hamburg Sea Devils defense. Yeah. Um, oh my God! Yes. 13, <laughs> Big applause to them. Yeah, they hit thirteen total sacks against the Boston Dragons, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I mean they had uh, let me count uh, three players, no two with uh, two or three uh, two players with uh, three total sacks. Yeah. I mean, Kasim Nibali had a great exactly. game. He had, he had three three sacks, three uh, three tackles for loss, and now has twelve sacks for the entire season, so regular season, which is yeah. awesome for the Hamburg Sea Devils. Yeah. Uh, also, linebacker line, uh, linebacker Ramati had three sacks and three tackles for loss. He was also up for the uh, two MVP uh, this week. Um, so the Hamburg Sea Devils, Hamburg Sea Devils, just played a great game defensively, defensively, but also offensively. I mean, with the with the heavy rain coming down, they uh, <laughs> they they actually just leaned on uh, running back Tunga once again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not, not really passing the ball, but just running the ball uh, yeah. with 19 carries for Tunga and 78 yards and three rushing touchdowns. So yeah. great game once again by uh, by running back Tunga. Um, I mean, and if you look at the Boston Dragons, um, Zach Edwards um, had a great game, but as I said, he was heavily, heavily set under under pressure. What by did the field. Dragons O-line do? I don't really know. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe heavy, heavy, heavy rain didn't really see the defensive lineman coming. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was uh, it, it looked in, painful. In what the Hamburg Sea Devils did, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, it was uh, it was a great game, and the Sea Devils really won this game, um, and now are uh, eleven and one, and having yeah. clinched the uh, first seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, even before the game, it was clear that both teams are going to be in the playoffs. Yes. And uh, now we know that Hamburg won't be playing against the Dragons. It's going to be Hamburg versus Raiders on Saturday mm -hmm. and Dragons versus Vikings on Sunday. We mentioned that before. Yes. Would you say that this is the better way for the Dragons? Because they lost both regular season games against the Vikings, but they are the only team that won against the Sea Devils in this that's regular a, season. That's a difficult question. Um, 
I actually asked uh, both head both head head coaches, Boston Dragon head coach Whiting and also Kelly K in an in an interview. I'm I'm still waiting on the on the on the uh, on the uh, on the answers, but um, I I actually asked them both what is what is more more difficult playing a game now three times is it is it good or is it bad for your team? Um, and uh, I still think that it's um, great for the Boston Dragons now going going against the Vikings for a for a, for a third time. Uh, but we'll, we will just have to see what the what the Vikings will do, what their game plan yeah. is. Um, I mean, stopping Zach Edwards is hard, really hard. Um, yeah. And I mean, he was sacked 13 times, but actually still managed to get 281 passing yards and three <laughs> passing touchdowns and just one interception, right? So um, we will just have to see. It will be a great game, both both on Saturday and on Sunday. So yeah. uh, I don't really know. <laughs> That's my answer. We, I don't really we will know. know. We will know Sunday night. Yes, we will definitely know Sunday night. That's true. <laughs> and they, I mean, Zach isn't the only weapon that they have. They got Kai yes. Sweet too. So I'm very much looking forward to talking to him uh, mm -hmm. later in this podcast. But, yes, well, next games, I would say, I mean, all three games we talked about so far, they barely had any penalties. That's what I could see as well. Yes. But this changes right. yep. the that's next it. game. Too. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's true. I mean, that's... <laughs> Maybe also the only thing that we um, should or have to talk about uh, for this next game, Cologne Centurions at the Istanbul Rams. Yeah. Um, the final score was 43 to 30 for this Cologne Centurions. Uh, they are now three and nine. The Rams are now one and 11. Um, yeah, the Rams um, did it again, I would say. <laughs> 14 penalties for 170 <laughs> yards um, against them uh, at, at home playing against the Centurions. The Centurions only had, uh, only had 18, uh, eight penalties for 79 yards. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a great game from the Centurions, just winning their third game, um, ending the season on a on a high note. Um, quarterback Jan Rarich also had a great game, 20 out of 35, almost uh, 350 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, and just one interception. So um, yeah, it was a great it was a great win for the clones and clones yeah. and uh, Centurions to win um, this one, this really last game in, in the regular season. And uh, yeah, the Eastern Rams just have to be more more disciplined in 2023. Yeah. But it, honestly, it must have been super important for the Centurions to win this game after nine mm -hmm. losses in a row. Do you think yeah, they will bounce definitely. back in 2023? Maybe. Um, I mean, that's also with the saying that they have to keep the most important players. I mean, yeah. if they can keep Quentin Pounds, for example, if they can keep Jan Weinreich, you know, if they can keep Luis, Luis Geier also, who actually won the um, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? No, Offensive yeah. Player of the Year. Offensive, um, yeah. Of, no, it was Rookie no, no, of the rookie, Year. Rookie, rookie of the Year, sorry. Rookie of yeah. the Year. Um, so uh, it really all comes down to who the Cologne Centurions can keep offensively and defensively and also on uh, on uh, here special teams. So, um, yeah, we will just have to see what they will do in the, in the, in the offseason, right? Yeah. Well, and then on the other hand, the Rams with an even more difficult year. But mm. also, I, I I think there's hope. Yes, for definitely, next definitely. They should they should definitely keep Green and also Robinson, right? Yeah. Um, for the Eastern Rams, so um, that's what they should do. And maybe maybe they will do. So we will just have to see what the what the uh, what the off season brings. Yeah. Well, and then the next game took place in Duisburg, the last Ryan Fire home game. It was another great game, and the outcome might have surprised some football fans because the Kings won this exciting game with yes. 37 to 31. And Tim, we didn't see this coming last week in our prediction. <laughs> no, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, um, also when when we look at penalties, the Leipzig Kings had uh, nine penalties for 147 yards, so that's that that's huge. But they still managed to to come away with the with, with the win. Uh, but also a huge part of the win was uh, was quarterback Gabriel Cunningham yeah. um, coming in. MVP in week 14. 
right and uh, winning two out of his uh, out of his three matches uh, with the with the Leipzig Kings um, having 14 out of 29 passes 208 uh, passing yards two passing touchdowns but he also managed to get 110, uh, 128 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns as a as a quarterback in the yeah. opening of football. Yeah. So that was a great <laughs> game, and the and the Leipzig Kings should really look into re signing him for the twenty twenty three season, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's I think uh, all about this game. I would say. I mean, Holland Kofi, uh, who uh, is invited to the NFL International Combine, had a great game. Uh, seven catches, one hundred twenty one yards, and two receiving touchdowns. So he had a great game for the Ryan Fire once again. Um, so, um, yeah, I think they should also keep Kofi. There are a few players they should keep. There are really uh, a bunch of players Ryan Ferris uh, should keep um, for yeah. the 2023 season. But maybe we will see Kofi in the NFL. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure he he will he will do his very best to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then the last game of the week took place in Poland between the Rockler Panthers and the Vienna Vikings, and it was won by the Panthers with six mm -hmm. to forty-two. <laughs> well, it was the second loss for the Vikings uh, this season, but they didn't play with most of their starting players in this game. Vikings backup quarterback Reichel was on the field most of the mm -hmm. time. And uh, also Panthers, they had to play with a new quarterback. It was the third quarterback now, right? Third American quarterback. They once, I guess, played with the with the Polish quarterback. Polish so guy, yeah. Both quarterback, but the third American quarterback that actually started for the Panthers yeah. this, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the easiest uh, season. No, for not. for the Panthers. And well, on the other hand, the Vikings they knew that they that they will be playing on uh, Sunday next week against the Dragons because after the sun uh, Saturday game against the Sea Devils, that was all clear. So would mm -hmm. you have played with backup players too? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Just, just keep your, just keep your um, stars out. I mean, Jackson Erpman, just, just, uh, just keep him healthy, and, and actually ready to play against the uh, Boston Dragons next, next Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Well, and then Tim, that's it. The 2022 regular season is over. 14 great football weeks. Playoffs next, and I expect us to see two very intense and exciting games next week. Yes, as we said it before. Me too. And as mentioned a few times, we have the Raiders playing in Hamburg against the Sea Devils on Saturday, and then the Dragons going to Vienna to play the Vikings on Sunday. The third time this season that the Dragons and Vikings meet on the field, it's mm -hmm. going to be very interesting because we have seen the Vikings defeat the Dragons twice. So the question is, will the Dragons be able to get their revenge in this third matchup? Right. Um... Uh, we don't know. It would be difficult. <laughs> that's yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> But both games were very close, and they could have been right. won by the by the Dragons. Right, and we can also say that the Raiders show will actually meet the Hamburg Sea Devils for the for the very first time. Yes. So that's also exactly. very interesting. Um, the Sea Devils never yeah. played the Raiders nor the Vikings, so Saturday is definitely going to be very interesting. I mean, we know that the Sea Devils run run the ball a lot. Who wouldn't with Glenn Tunga as their running back, of <laughs> right, course? But right. would you say that the Raiders have an even stronger run game? Because, for example, this week, um, Shelton, Shelton and uh, Okpalobi... Yeah, well, right. they had I mean, some, I some pretty good games. I wouldn't games say so place. because the because the Bowen Thunder offense really focused on really stopping Sean Shelton, and that opened opened up a, a lot of stuff for uh, for for their uh, for the running game. So uh, I actually wouldn't say so. Um, the Hamburg Steelers have a great running game. I mean, the best running game in the European League of Football. Yeah. So um, and one yeah, of the best defenses for sure. Maybe also the best defense. <laughs> I think they have the best defensive line. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, we will have to see what they will do against the Raiders Real and uh, vice, vice, uh, vice, vice versa, right? So um, yeah. we just have to see what they will do. 
Uh, you already mentioned the time, 2.45 p.m. Saturday mm -hmm. and Sunday. Yes. Tim, what's your pick, dragons or Vikings? That's really difficult. <laughs> That's really, really difficult. Um, I have to go with the Vienna Vikings winning it the third time against the Boston Dragons. I go I with the Dragons. <laughs> okay, okay. I have to here. go with the Dragons. Okay. And then next game. Sunday. No, so, sorry, Saturday. That was that's, the Sunday game. That's a Saturday game, game now. Um, now sun, Saturday, um, Sea Devils or Raiders? That's, I actually that's go with the tougher. Raiders to roll, upsetting the Hamburg Sea Devils at home. And then we will have an uh, all Austrian European League of Football <laughs> Championship game. In, I, in, in, I was, in, I was in, actually in, thinking in about Austria, the Raiders so. too. But I saw, so, so for my side, it is the uh, Dragons versus Raiders. Yeah, the, and for me it's, uh, yeah, and for me it's Raiders versus the Vikings. So, <laughs> but if you pick the Raiders, shall I pick the Hamburg Sea Devils then? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's totally oh, this you. one is very, very difficult to pick. But somehow I believe that the Raiders can beat the Sea Devils. Huh. So you go with the Raiders? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> no, I go with the Sea Devils. So I believe Dragons and Sea Devils. Okay. Awesome. So, well, and then Klagenfurt on September 25th. And then right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, I will speak with you next week again when we yes. finally know who our championship contenders are going to be. Right. We will, we will talk next week for sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having you me, soon. Jenny. Thanks for having me. Hey, Kai. Oh, we can't hear you. Hey, Jenny. What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> you don't look fantastic. <laughs> you look actually tired and bored. <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit tired. We just got done with the lift, so I'm uh, just about to make a little breakfast and take a nap before practice. That's good. Are you ready to start? So Tim and I, we, we were just recording the first half of the, of the podcast, and now it's going to be a quick interview with you absolutely ready to go great if you if you like you can turn off the camera because it's just podcast okay. talking gotcha <laughs> i mean uh, you can leave it on but oh there we go all right, all right i figured there we go okay makes me nervous watching myself on camera sweetest liars of all anyways let's get it started <laughs> And I'm wel I am welcoming Mr. Triple Crown Barcelona Dragons wide receiver, Kyle Sweet, on this podcast. Hi, Kyle. It is a great pleasure to have you on today's episode. And first of all, congratulations for this fantastic season. Thank you very much, uh, Odyssey, and thank you just for having me on here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, I already said it, but once again, first player in the ELF history who has the most receptions, 115, most receiving yards, 1,561, and most receiving touchdowns, 17, in a regular season. You came into this league and made a clear statement. How do you make it look so easy? <laughs> uh, well, it certainly is, uh, is not easy for me. There's a lot of hard work and uh, blood, sweat, and tears that go into it, and I was just fortunate enough to have an incredible coach and, and play alongside some incredible players, uh, you know, and have the best quarterback in the ELF throwing me the football. So it makes my job certainly a, a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. 
Does this triple crown mean something to to uh, to you, or would you say that you simply did your job? No, it definitely means something to me. Um, I uh, I've never, you know, this is the first time I've I've accomplished something like this in in my career, and uh, it's very special to me. Uh, you know, not playing football for a couple of years and then coming in this league yeah. and then <clears throat> having a, a successful year, it's just it means the world to me. So. Uh, it's definitely a big accomplishment in my eyes, and um, I'll enjoy it for a little bit. But then uh, I'd say by tomorrow, it's it's uh, it's time to focus on Vienna. Oh yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Are you satisfied with your own performance, or do you say that you could have done things even better than that? What what's what type uh, of character are you? Uh, you can look at it, you know, a couple different ways. Obviously, there's. There's some things, some catches I'd like to have back that, you know, I might have dropped or or stuff like that. But that's a tough world to live in and in the uh the world where you're you're always thinking you could have done more. So for me personally, I just you know, I'm I'm happy with with what I did and what I was able to do and the people that I got to play with this year. So I'm just looking to the future and, and onward and forward and, and just ready to go for this playoff game. Yeah, and I think you can be more than proud. You did an incredible job, and it was always amazing watching you and the whole team. Are you somehow nervous before a game? And if so, is there anything you do to calm down your nerves? Do you have like a special pregame routine, for example? What do you do? I still get nervous before games, uh, and I think that that's always going to be the case. It's you just never know what you're you're getting yourself into until you get hit for the first time uh, during the game. So <laughs> I uh, I like to be I'm very quiet before games. I I kind of like to just be by myself and and get mentally prepared and for what's about to come and um and then it all uh, it all goes away immediately once you once you get popped and and hit the ground for the first time. So it always dissipates quickly after that. What what's on your mind right before kickoff? Honestly, just really nothing. <laughs> as, as crazy <laughs> as that might sound, there's really nothing going on in my head. It's just extremely uh extremely focused and you know, just just focusing on the task at hand and I it just really quiet. I don't, I really don't talk to anybody and I just kind of try to get in my own world out there yeah and on sunday you clearly uh, you clearly have to be uh focused because you're going to play against the vikings for a third time this season i don't want to sound pessimistic but you guys lost both regular season games against them but the games were very close however you were unable mm -hmm. to bring a win home how do you make sure that you can beat the vienna vikings on sunday i think that we just keep doing exactly what we've been doing we've been in both games we've been leading in both games And it's just a couple plays here and there that, that really we just end up falling on the short side of the stick. So um, it's hard to, to beat a team three times in one year. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, we just, we're just going to have to play the best football that we play. And I, I, uh, I don't think that we've, we've played our best game of football yet. And we're still chasing the play our best game of football and I think uh, that's all going to accumulate this weekend and, and hopefully we get out of there with a, a W. How important is the mindset then? I mean, do you guys really have the confidence after two losses, meaning does, does each and every single player on your roster truly believe that you can win this game and that you deserve to be in the championship game? 
Absolutely. I, th- I think uh, a lack of confidence is is certainly not a problem on this team, which is great. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's carried us to where we're at right now. And um, everyone just, you know, everyone thinks we can win on any given week. Um, and I think, uh, I think that we'll have no problem keeping that confidence going. And, and like I said before, you know, it's just, a, it's a couple plays here and there. And if, and if you're yeah. able to take those back and, or change those, then, you know, we might be on the, the winning side of, of one or if not both of those games. So, yeah. uh, it's just about playing, playing good, disciplined football. Well, it clearly is the confidence that you need and also the confidence and the skills that brought you to the playoffs. How do you prepare for this game now? You played them twice, so what do you make anything different this time? Uh, not really. I think that we'll, you know, we, we know exactly uh, who we're going up against and, and what they like to do. And especially from an offensive standpoint, it's, uh, you know, I, I imagine them doing something very similar to, to what they did last time we played them. And it's, uh, we, we really haven't really changed anything drastically you know it's, yeah. it's just it's same old practice same old lifts same old uh same old meetings and you know we're just going to prepare and treat it like treat it like every other game but you know the advantage is knowing that we played them twice and we uh we have a pretty good sense of of what they might do out there yeah and who on the vikings defense could make your life difficult in this game well i uh, if i had to pick one person um You can pick two as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, because they, uh, they usually put two people on me, so uh, two of them. Toy three's all right. Uh, I, I think number seven's their best player, though, on defense, uh, just because I, I see the most of him. Those are really the only two people that I, I interact with on their de- defense yeah. and see play to play. Uh, but Xavier's good. He, uh, we're from the same area in Orange County, and um i know what kind of player he is he's an athletic dude and you know and, but uh with that being said hopefully uh you know it's, hopefully it's a long day for the vienna vikings on defense i'm sure you'll be able to handle them and beside you and the vikings we will see the sea devils and the raiders in the playoffs would you say mm-hmm. that the best four teams really made it absolutely absolutely i think uh you know hamburg and vienna are obviously one and two and they're You know, just as far as record goes, uh, they are the first and second best team, you know, although that my opinion may, might be a little different than that, uh, just because on strength of schedule and, you know, you look at we played Vienna and Hamburg and yeah. Hamburg and Vienna didn't end up playing each other. So there's another loss for, for one of those teams. So uh, there's a lot that could go into it and in, uh, in my opinions, but That's neither here nor there, but I do believe that the best four teams are in the playoffs right now, which is which is awesome. Yeah, and what what so what's your prediction for the Saturday playoff game, Hamburg or Raiders? Because as you said, they they Hamburg never played against any of the two Austrian teams, and you were the only team that beat Hamburg this season. Yeah, I uh, that's going to be a good game. I, I really think that they match up well with each other and. Um, I certainly think that that's going to be the best team, second best team that uh, Hamburg faces this year. But I got to go with uh, I got to go with Swarko. I okay. like Josh Elden. I like uh, I like their offense, and I think they're playing the 
some of the best football late in the year, and that, and that's really what it comes down to is is who gets better every week and plays the best football later in the year. And I gotta go with Swarko on this one. And who would you rather play against in Klagenfurt? Raiders then also, or would you prefer the Sea Devils uh, as your opponent? Uh, I would rather, you know, from a from the standpoint of Hamburg has definitely got you know probably the best defense and in the ELF and the, their front four are just absolute dogs up there. Uh, and so, you know, I'd be crazy if I said that I, I wanted to go against them again, but I would rather go against Swerko. <laughs> well, we will, we will know Sunday night. That's for sure. Overall, Absolutely. how much did you enjoy your first year in the ELF? It was also the first time that you played football abroad and it was also your first time coming to Europe, wasn't it? Absolutely. A lot of firsts. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Coming over, <laughs> coming over here. So it, it was just, it, my, yeah, you're right. It was my first time in Europe uh, in general and first time playing abroad. And I just had a blast. I had I had so much fun this year when, and being able to see a couple different countries and go travel and and just at the end of the day play football. And, and that's what I, I love doing. And I, uh, I feel even more blessed that I was able to come to an organization and just be surrounded by incredible people from top to bottom. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, Zach's going to be one of uh, the groomsmen in my wedding. So uh, <laughs> I feel I feel very lucky to come out here and just be, just be around such cool people. Did you expect it to be something like this? First of all, in terms of level of play organization when thinking about the league, but then also personally Europe. How did you like Europe? And is there any place that you want to see after the season, for example? There's so many places I, to visit. You're right. There's there's so many places. And, and to be honest, I had no idea what to expect when I came out here. The only thing that I knew was that I saw all the uh, the European League of Football on on Euro players and a couple, uh, couple clips on Twitter and Instagram. And so I really had no idea what to expect when I came out here. I was just coming out here with an open mind and, and saying, you know, if, it's not what I think it is and, and I don't end up having a good time, you know, at least I'm abroad and, and living in Europe and I get to play football. So it just, yeah. I was so lucky that I, it, it turned out the way it did. Uh, you, as far as, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you continue. Sorry. Uh, as far as uh, seeing places after the season, I, I, you know, I, there's so many places that I want to go see and I've heard, you know, you've, Talked up Monaco exquisitely, so I would that would be a place that I definitely could see myself stopping by, and uh, I'd like to go to Africa and you know we'll oh, ride amazing. above Africa and Spain. I have some recommendations for you in there as well. <laughs> I'm gonna write to such a long list for you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and do, do you have a season highlight, like maybe a favorite play or touchdown catch? Ever? What, what's gonna remain in your mind and heart forever oh man I think what's gonna remain in my mind for a long time is is not a play that I made but the play that uh, Roque made in the game last weekend where he caught the long touchdown and he uh, he, he crossed the goal line dropped the ball and then just did a full slide on his stomach and that was one of the funniest things I've seen all year and so that, that one's gonna stick in the stick in the brain for a while 
And who taught you those salsa moves? Or was that coming from the Spanish uh, vibes in Barcelona? I, uh, I kind of, my mom and sister are very, they were cheerleaders growing up. And so, oh, really? um, yeah, and my mom's been working for a cheer company for the last, you know, 30 plus years. So that's <laughs> like, cheer and dance are very involved in, uh, in the sweet household back home. So naturally you kind of pick up a thing or two. And I think this also is just one of those things. And just being in Spain, it, it just, it flowed naturally. <laughs> Next Korea then. Kyle's the <laughs> cheerleader. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> With Sweet Caroline as your favorite song. <laughs> exactly. It's, the script is already written. <laughs> Overall, what makes football your greatest passion? Just the team aspect of it. I, I When I stopped playing and I was those two years where I was at home and I was working a job, it's just the thing I always come back to was just I miss being around uh, all the guys. And I just miss being in the locker room aspect and, you know, and just, just talking crap with a bunch of guys and the friendships that you get out of it and just the uh, – the feeling uh, that it's a team game to its core and, you know, it takes all 11 to do, to do it, their jobs and win games. So there's so much that goes into it. And yeah, I, I just missed, uh, you know, mostly just, just being around the guys and, and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No, as a, as a fan, a spectator, that is something I guess everybody just loves about football is this, it's this bonding and the great atmosphere among you guys. So, Kyle, most importantly for the Dragons and ELF fans, will you be sweet enough to come back in 2023? <laughs> uh, I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's too early to tell right yeah. now what's going to happen next year. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to finish this year out, hopefully win a championship, and then go home for some, some much-needed decompressing and, you know, not think about football at all for a month. A week or two. <laughs> at least just recharge the batteries and then uh and then once i'm i'm you know the body sealed up and the mind sealed up uh you know that that's when i'll start to, to start making some decisions but well playoffs first and hopefully the championship game do you have a message for the dragons fans absolutely i i can't appreciate or i can't tell you how much we appreciate you enough uh this year um you guys were incredible you brought the noise You brought the energy every game, and uh, I truly believe that we have the best fans in the ELF, no question. Um, you know, and it, if uh, if we if we do win this weekend, I would love to see just a drove of Barcelona Dragons fans <laughs> in Klagenfurt, Austria. Yes. Oh yeah, they have to rock that stadium. That's for sure. Thank you so much, Kyle, for being on the podcast today. And of course, best of luck for Sunday. And maybe see you in Klagenfurt then. Awesome. Yeah, I really hope so, Jay. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And everyone else, thank you very much for listening. Don't miss the official European Nico football show with a Chio MVP from week 14, Leipzig Kings quarterback Cunningham as my guest. So see you again next week when we finally know who our two championship contenders are going to be. Maybe the Barcelona Dragons. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jay.